Welcome to Elevations, new perspectives on science, technology, education, and the arts. I'm your host, Amy Reynolds. COVID-19 has been with us for more than a year and touched all aspects of public life, including that of students and staff at Kent State University. We'll find out today how the university is responding during the ongoing pandemic. We're speaking with Dr. Manfred Van Dolman, Associate Provost for Academic Affairs and the Dean of the Division of Graduate Studies at Kent State University. He also chairs the university's Pandemic Leadership Committee. Welcome, Dr. Van Dolman. Thank you for having me. Why don't we start with how you came to become the chair of the Pandemic Leadership Committee? When I initially said yes to a request from President Dyke, and I, I did not know what I was getting myself <laughs> into, or neither did he. In May of 2020, after we had been in the pandemic for a few months, there was a need to, to think about how we're going to reopen for fall. Um, the university was at that point uh, starting to develop a strategy. And President Dyken asked me to chair our reopening committees and lead the charge for the university and also represent Kent State in the Inter-University Council, which is a council of public universities in the state of Ohio. That strategy morphed into responding to the pandemic later in fall 2020 when we realized that we were not just reopening, but really needed to continue to manage this situation. Some people have asked me, well, why did President Dyken ask me to lead this? I think it's something to ask him probably. I have a background in psychology and there have been several examples of other universities where psychologists actually have been put in a leadership role. My skills and, and experience with communication, leading large groups, interpersonal conflict, trauma, and all the things that we experience during a pandemic have been very useful. You mentioned the Inter-University Council, so there's cooperation going on. You know, and it's important, I think, for people to know what we're doing and what's different. Ohio, as far as we know, is the only state where universities are working together. We're the only state we're aware of that actually developed guidelines for testing for universities, guidelines for reopening, where we regularly meet and coordinate. That must be incredibly helpful. I wonder if you could share with us how you think the university has really approached tackling this really multifaceted problem of the pandemic. And that's a really good question. And it's really thinking about like, what have we done different at Kent State and how have we been really successful in responding to the pandemic? We're incredibly fortunate to have a College of Public Health with several world-renowned disease and immunology specialists. Because of that, the university has had a pandemic planning committee for years not just COVID, but also Ebola, H1N1, and other ones, Kent State already had been in a position of thinking about this for a few months, thinking about how do we scale back campus operations. In addition to that, we really have been very fortunate to work very closely with all areas on campus. And what I think in many ways is an interdisciplinary approach to problem solving with student affairs, institutional research, IT, all areas on, on campus. One of the things that, that I want to highlight, and that's been a pain point for many other universities, is the relationship between faculty and central administration. In several universities, there have been protests by faculty, there have been strikes, there have been well-documented unhappiness of administrators and faculty who simply cannot seem to be able to work together in a crisis situation like this. At Kent State, I think we've actually flourished in this area. We have a central administration has a very close relationship with bargaining units for the faculty as well as faculty senate. And throughout that work, we established an academic continuity committee that's been instrumental in really focusing on temporary changes to policies, procedures, and guidelines to ensure student success 
ensure that instructors can do their job well and keeping everyone safe. And as part of that, we really focus on three key principles being equitable, reasonable and flexible. And then when we make decisions and we're not sure what the answer is, so we always go to those principles and think about what is best for our students, what is best for our instructors and how do we ensure student success and how do flashes take care of flashes? Recently, the university implemented a vaccine mandate. Can you tell us a little bit more about how that came about and if you are seeing any um, evidence of vaccine hesitancy? Are you having to help, you know, create messaging or opportunities around helping to facilitate getting the community vaccinated? Over the summer, like many other other universities, we had a number of conversations around what else do we need to do as part of a prevention strategy to keep campus safe? Previously, we focused on face covers. We have testing availability on campus. We had vaccines available. We've looked at you know changes in physical distancing requirements over a period of time. And really thinking that as part of our strategy, we look at layers of protection. What we've learned also through our conversations with our public health experts, as well as all the scientific data that, that is out there, is that the vaccine is a key component of a prevention strategy for our university. Looking at the, the guidance by the CDC, as well as the American College Health Association, it's clear that universities are, are strongly encouraged and AACHA also indicated a recommendations to require vaccines. So based on that, we felt sort of the, the science is there to, to really focus on a vaccine requirement. Once a vaccine was fully approved, we felt we were in a position to also move to a requirement, knowing that that's you know, the safe route for the university. However, in doing so, we understand that there is hesitancy and that some people have also personal objections towards the vaccine. They may have religious objections or there may be medical reasons why they cannot receive a vaccine. And we also want to make sure we provide options for those individuals so as part of our vaccine strategy that we started rolling out September 1st, individuals who want to get an exemption for the vaccine based on personal, religious or medical reasons can file such an exemption. And if they have an approved exemption on file, they will participate in regular testing throughout the academic year because we know that for, for those individuals who are not vaccinated, that a next really like a good option for prevention is to provide regular testing. What do you see as the next challenges? I know that we all have hoped the pandemic would have a clear end, but I think we're far enough into this now to know that, you know, just as you talked about before, the university sort of being prepared and having a pandemic committee. Um, I would imagine you're thinking about institutionalizing these efforts or continuing the institutionalization of these efforts, um, but kind of what's next as you sort of try to think ahead and anticipate our next challenges? I think in, in, in some ways, the part of this is the, the challenge that we've had throughout is to be able to respond quickly and to be nimble and to be flexible. I sometimes get questions from people like, what, how should we plan an event X or Y or this idea we're thinking about in a few months from now? I always say that I don't know because you don't know what the state is on that particular date and whether that's this coming spring or next fall, but certainly encourage people to have a plan A and a be nimble and have backup plans. So I think, you know, part of the challenge is to be flexible throughout, which I think, you know, as humans, we're planful and we want to plan ahead. And that's, I think, difficult to keep everyone on board. I think this was easier earlier in the spring semester when we saw case rates go down 
you know, many people had this idea that the pandemic was almost over and now we learn that it's not. So I think that that's one part that is can be challenging to make sure everyone understands that we're still in this situation and we're we're continuing on this route. The other part too, as a university, what we've realized is that many people have been doing this work above and beyond their regular jobs during the past year to make sure that we can be safe, that we have everything in place for everyone on campus to be successful. And really have identified a need to institutionalize this pandemic effort. So we're currently working on what President Dykin has referred to as PI, the pandemic institutionalization effort, where we're going to build an area that will be responsible for helping manage the next year, next one to two years, if you will, during this pandemic, uh, because that, that's currently what we're planning for, that this can last another one or two years. And this group would oversee the vaccines, the testing, as well as compliance with that. But really there's a need to have staff that specifically focuses on this response because it has taken on a, a life of its own, if you will. Thank you so much for joining us today and and telling us more about how this has unfolded at the university. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. We've been talking with Dr. Manfred Van Dulman, Associate Provost for Academic Affairs and the Dean of the Division of Graduate Studies at Kent State University. Elevations is produced by Joe Gunderman and John Nungesser. I'm Amy Reynolds, Dean of Kent State's College of Communication and Information. Join us every Saturday morning on 89.7 and hear this and past interviews at wksu.org slash elevations.